do it, but you did it. I admit it. And who am I to be a critic and tell you different? You know I never speak on that nigga. It's not my business. But I can tell you that it's levels, no competition in them. I demiss it in them. About to hit it in them. I can tell you been crying behind the civics because I caught you slipping left you no choice. You ever cry again, it's gonna be in a world's race. I wipe your face with them, do hundreds to make your tears dry. Hitting it on the jet, this ain't no red eye. Got you chasing dreams that it ain't even bedtime. And don't you dare bring up your ex to see a dead guy. I wonder why, oh why, you right, do you sleep on this side Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of Uproot on the Air, brought to you by East Broadcast Network, EBN, in association with Uproot INC and King and Foster King Services. And as always, I am your host, Antoine Dean. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. This Sunday was Father's Day. So, and with that being said, let's talk about our first and only topic today, we're going to get into the Phoenix Police Department video. Yep, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to get into it in depth. We're going to talk about law enforcement as a whole. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next half hour with me. And we'll be back after this break. So it's another Tuesday, another podcast. There's a lot of videos out there. So many videos. Some of them don't ever make the news and some of them do. The ones that do, like when Pamela Turner was killed, we never hear anything after what happened. We never hear what happened to both of Jean's killer. We still waiting on to find out whether or not she's actually going to be convicted of anything if she haven't in the trial um, it starts to get hard to see those videos and hear people say the things that they say so a couple of days ago I was having a conversation with one of the co-workers his co-workers it's a white guy and you know they know that I was a police officer for many years and they know what I'm doing in the organization but my job, my career path that I'm in now, besides this opportunity that I have with Uproot, as I'm a field service engineer. And when I hear injustice, when I see injustice, knowing how 
law enforcement is supposed to work from doing it so many years. And when I hear people say things like, oh, why don't they just comply? You need to look at them and be like, most of the time, do you really understand what you're saying? Do you understand what's going on? And I have to explain the history of law enforcement. I do that on purpose so that they can clearly understand whether they want to or not that there is a serious problem. There has always been a problem. It didn't just start when somebody decided to videotape. Like I said, there are a lot of videos out there. There are many officers doing good things and there are many officers doing bad things and not all of those things get captured on video. There, there's something happening right now that nobody's videotaping. Somebody's getting something done to them right now by a bad officer. So we have to take those things in consideration when we do get those videos. We cannot allow those departments to let those officers get away with the things that they're doing. They have to be put on blast. Now, Phoenix Police Department's chief, she's a black woman, and she is caused called she's calling these officers out. So the Phoenix Police Department has just went viral. Well, these officers pretty much pointing their guns and saying that they're going to kill the dad and pointing a gun at the, the, the mother that had the children in the car and unnecessarily doing these things. It turns out that one of the babies walked out with a well, dollar doll from a dollar store, shoplifted. I don't know why and how in the minds of those officers they would treat that scenario as if they were chasing an armed robbery suspect who just killed a bunch of people. Now, that's warranted the type of approach that was given for that type of a crime. But when you have a family and a husband and a wife and children, the first officer pulls up to the car and you can see him with his gun drawn. First of all, he's in front of the car. So if there was a bad guy, or a bad person in the car that wanted to kill that officer, it wouldn't have been hard to do because he's standing right in front of the car in a position of vulnerability. First of all, if there was somebody in that car that wanted to do him real harm, it wouldn't have took much to do it. So all of those emotions and all of that stupidity that these officers display, because what they're doing is surely stupid. Too much going on. That's the type of police that this organization is fighting to remove. These officers are what make it hard for good officers to actually go out and do their jobs. One of my old coworkers that worked for a police department that I used to work for saw one of the posts that I had on Instagram a couple of days ago, and he was saying to himself he's wanting to get out of it because of this type of thing. So I say to all of the officers out there who are actually doing a good job, the real ones, not the ones that on the camera and they appear to be good but in the back of their minds they're doing all of these underlining things that they have biases and, and prejudice towards people and they're just hiding it i'm talking about the officers who are out there really doing a good job who care about people who work hard day in and day out to make sure that everybody is taken care of and they're doing a phenomenal job and not just because they have to wear body cams now they have to wear the, the video recorders and all those different types of stuff recording the audio. 
I'm talking about the officers out there. They're really out there doing a good job. To these families, these victims out here who are receiving this type of brutality and not receiving any justice, to the victims' families who've been uh, lost loved ones from this injustice, there will come a day where this type of behavior will not be tolerated. But we have to keep working towards those times. It took a long time for it to get to where it is, but you have to look at the progress that we're making. There, it may seem like it's not progress, but the fact of the matter that years ago, this type of behavior was looked at and nobody ever did anything about it. But now there are people stepping up, organizations like myself and organizations like uh, Black Lives Matter and, and um, people like the police chiefs and the departments who are calling out these officers. Something has to be done about what's going on and their progress excuse me, in the right direction, but it's going to take time. Put these police departments on blast. Um, social media released the names of the, the officers involved before the police department decided to do it. And you can go to social media and check the names. I know one of the officers' name is Meyer. I'll get that information for you before we close out. If the uh, information is valid, I looked this research on my own and I know one of the officers' name is Meyer. As a matter of fact, his name is the one that pulled the gun on the family in the car, the, the mother and the kids, is Christopher Meyer. He's the name of the officer who initially pulled out the weapon. He's also the one of the ones that's telling people he's going to shoot him in the head. That type of behavior in law enforcement is what we're, our organization is about. Removing and uprooting that type of negative behavior and replacing it with officers and people in positions that can make real changes and affect people in a positive manner versus what we're seeing. But again, to reiterate what I'm saying, there has progress. We're, we are making progress because the fact that everybody's like, this has got to stop. And it's being brought to the forefront now. And with that being done, we can start taking it out. We can start removing those people who cause those issues. We can start putting those departments on blast. We can start taking legal action against them, making them pay for the wrongdoings of the unjust behavior, for the unjust killings, killing people because you thought you was in fear of your life or whatever the case may be. According to this, the reports that, that the officers said they felt like they was in fear of their lives. And if you watch the video, there's nowhere in there that shows any aggression towards the officers for the man to be standing there with his gun out yelling and screaming all types of profanities at this woman and her kids and then wanting her to lay one of the children down on the ground and it's hot outside and the baby can't walk because he has such an ego problem. He has to make an arrest and has to make himself look so good that he cannot foresee this woman really actually being a good mother and wanting to take care of her kids. That type of thinking is what has to be removed from these minds and these training of these officers and the type of people that are being hired and the training standards and the, the hiring standards and the psychological evaluations. All of those things are going to have to be redone and replaced with stuff that actually works and put people in place that need to have these jobs. And we'll be back after this break.
So to get back to the story, if you just tuned in, we're talking about Phoenix Police Department and the four officers. I've got the names, according to social media, the names of the four officers. We already talked about Christopher Meyer. The other three officers are Nicholas Welch, Agnes Milburn, and Brian Hurich. Probably didn't say that right, but you can go Google that just to make sure that's correct. Now, there's an article out that talks about Steve Meyer being the officer who's given the the commands that he's going to shoot the uh, people in the hit, in the face. And you see one officer they hadn't identified yet kicking the boyfriend or the fiance of the woman and slamming him down on the ground after giving him several commands to get on the ground. And the guy was on the ground. He says, I'm complying with everything you're telling me. And then he tells the guy to shut up. So if you hadn't heard the video or haven't seen the video, take a look at the video. I mean, it doesn't get to the beginning of the video and it doesn't show the entire part of the video, but it shows enough of the video to let you know that what they're doing is not right. Everything about their posture, their stance, their emotional outburst, the way they're talking to the people, everything about what they're doing is all indicative of them looking for somebody who's caused armed robbery or killed a bunch of people. That's typically what law enforcement officers do when that type of scenario is involved, not a scenario where you get a report of a shoplifting case. So the report the claiming the officers said that they thought the people had stolen more than what they took and that they feared that they were armed. And the only reason why they put that in the report is to try to justify what they did. And nowadays, because you can look up procedures of police departments is real easy to do to find out what it is that they're specifically supposed to be doing. Also listening to the podcast that I do and just knowing law enforcement, period, as you start to Google anything, you know that that's what they say now that you're getting um, accustomed to all of these other cases. I was in fear. I was in fear. That's how they're using that against people. And it's sad because Every time you turn around, that's what they're doing. But that's what they're trained to say. So part of what we do is to give you the facts about what law enforcement is and what it's not. And you need to know that those videos that you see, everything that you see, they're doing for a reason. Most of it is to cover their own butts when they say those types of things because that's what they're trained to do. And you need to know those things. You need to be able to see with a clear eye that this is what they're capable of doing and this is why they're capable of doing it. And just like the police chief says, yes, there's two sides of the story. We're going to do an investigation. She's not taking anybody's side. What she's saying is, is that we don't all know what happened because she has to take a stand as a police chief. And I know that sounds bad. And it is bad because, you know, by looking at that video that those officers should be reprimanded for everything that they did. They shouldn't be in the uniform because it was unnecessary given the type of crime. That is an excessive use of force for this for the situation. And I know I know you guys remember in the past we talked about the types of force and the types of forces used and when it's supposed to be used and how it becomes excessive. Well, this is a clear case of excessive force and abuse of power because you watch the video you can see the guy clearly complying with what the officer is doing he's just doing everything he can to put that uh, young man in a position to where he can just hurt him because they just want to hurt you 
And if you give them the opportunity, they will. That's what you need to know. You need to know that they are capable of doing these things and they're going to get away with it as long as we don't know how it works and how to fix it and how to change it. Saying those types of things, using those types of words and those reports makes it okay for them to be able to say, well, I had to do that because it's part of my job to survive. Well, I was in fear of this and I was in fear of that. Not looking at morality of the fact because they take that part out of it. It's not a factor. It's not a part of their training to factor morality in. Well, I know what I'm doing is wrong. I'm pointing a a gun at a a child. I'm trying to snatch a child out of this woman's arms, not even thinking about that this is a little baby and I could hurt this child or that I could traumatize these kids. And the woman was pregnant, according to her own accord. She said, and I'm pregnant. You can hear that on the video. And she is pregnant. And for them to take such a stance, people who are Pretty much innocent. Not anybody that deserves like somebody who just murdered 20 people. That's the type of response you would get from law enforcement officers from that type of uh, crime. It doesn't fit the bill. And the fact of the matter that if it was that type of crime and this silly officer just parades himself in front of the car in crossfire. So if he starts shooting, then he's going to be the first person to get shot. Just all of that type of stuff right there lets you know that that's an unprofessional environment. That's an unprofessional type of thought pattern. Hell, he might not even be able to think past a certain point at all. And if you look at his actions and all of their actions, you'll see that there's a clear cutoff between what's right and what's wrong, what should be what should be procedure and should, what should not be. Now, emotions do get involved, but when you're dealing with that type of environment, you have to take those types of emotions out and stick with what's the right thing to do and they clearly didn't do that they were clearly acting off of an emotion and most of it was ego and then hatred and then prejudice oh they're uh, criminals and uh, they gotta be they gotta be armed because they're black I've never seen a case of black people shooting at white cops except for the mention that I mentioned last couple of weeks when those people who were trained to kill police officers those active military snipers and people like that who have the skill set, but not an average person doesn't do that. So for you to say you're in fear of black people, like we have a history of shooting cops. And I know back in the day, there was some, sh- some shootouts back in Macon and Fort Hill, so they say. But who's to say the cops wasn't shooting back first? Now, I, didn't, I wasn't in that time of law enforcement. I know in that area of law enforcement, they would doing things that they shouldn't have been doing then. So again, we're still progressing because 1980s wouldn't have been on TV at all. Look what happened with Rodney King. Rodney King was beat down in the street and those dudes were still not found guilty. That's the type of behavior that we have been struggling against this entire time. So it didn't just start with Mike Brown. It actually started way before them. It didn't even start with Rodney King. I'm just pointing those pieces out in history because that type of behavior has still been allowed to go on up until this day. And because we're in a new day and time frame where all of that old thinking is out, all of that has to go. We have to start reinventing law enforcement. We have to remove that cancer and get it out And they're not going to do it. We have to do it ourselves. 
we have to look for the justice in it ourselves by being those officers, replacing those officers, by being those judges, replacing those judges and so on and so forth. If you want your house clean right, you got to do it yourself. So we have to get ourselves in a position to where we're doing those things so that when we see those videos, we have everything in place to get rid of those types of officers, to put them either in jail or sue them financially where it becomes such an issue that nobody does it anymore. And we'll be back after the break. We do what we do, we do what we do because it's important. Welcome back from the break. Uproot on Air is a tool that we use to talk about everything that needs to be talked about regarding law enforcement. And the podcast is just that tool. A lot of things that we say, you can go check out. We don't we don't have time for the for the back. We talk about facts, we give you information. You need to know what cops can do. You need to know that when they shoot at you, they're shooting to kill you. It's not to harm you, it's to stop you. To shoot you in your chest or in your head. That's how it works. That's how they're trained to do it. And if you don't comply, they're going to use force on you. The problem with that is, is that it is not universal in most cases. And that's where we have to step in and change it. But if you know that they have the potential to do that to you and they will take no hesitation with that, because all they have to say is they're in in fear of this and fear of that. That is what they're trained to do. And until all of that can be changed, you need to know these things. So don't be surprised. I know it's not right and I know it's not moral. But it's not surprising because it's been going on for so long that it's not new. We have to change it. But we are making progress. As bad as it may seem, it used to be way worse. Trust me. Anybody that grew up in the 70s and 60s and the 80s and the 90s know this. That was old enough to remember how law enforcement was. We're making progress because we're able to do different things now. We're able to say things now. We're able to push things now that couldn't be pushed. It's been over a decade, 100 years that this has been going on. So it's going to take time to replace it, remove it and change it. It can be done with more people doing more things in the right places. And that's what this is about. To give you enough information to arm the right types of people 
in a positive way, not armed by taking guns and doing all of that stuff that they want you to do so they can change the laws and out of your favor and give them more leeway and more liberties so that if they shoot you, they don't even have any justification for it because you've got organizations that's talking about arm yourselves and, and, and shoot the police. That's not what you want to do. You want to take the right type of stance. We have to be the ones that replace the people who are doing the things to us that we don't agree with. If you're in an Asian culture and you want Asian people doing Asian things in that environment because they understand Asians and vice versa, or somebody who can be diverse enough to understand. But what I say that to mean this is that we have to replace the people who are causing us the most problems. So if the police is causing us the most problems and the laws are unfair, then we have to be the ones who replace those laws and those people and those positions. So it has to be a facelift of that. There has to be an uprooting or it's going to continue to get worse before it gets better. But this is a wake up call. Like I said, this progress has been making because now we can do more things than what we could do. We got more people in our corners, but we also got people who are helping hold us back. And those are the people that also have to be uprooted. We cannot take up arms against them because if we do that, then it causes more problems for us later on. And now we have to do it the right way. So get the facts, stay informed and stay safe. And as always, we're going to close it out. And we want to make sure that you guys know that what we're doing, we're doing for you. Every day, there's something going on. It's not just happening every once in a while, but only a few things make the news. And that's the sad part about it. You know what to do every Tuesday at 7 p.m. www.uprootinc1.com. Follow us, like us, share us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Tell everybody about us. If you want to Sponsor us, go to the website, fill out the form. If you want to be on the show, go to the website, fill out the form. If you want to be highlighted, your music, your business, go to the website, www.uprootinc1.com. And until next time, be safe.